If you're looking for a fun, informative, and inspirational podcast, please check your listings for another podcast. Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 3. Two of the world's greatest podcasters could not make it this evening. Instead, here are your hosts, Solio and Smith. Is it the end of season three? The final episode of season I cannot three. It's 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 wow, in the year of COVID especially, this this year just it flew by. It did. This it did. A, a whole year just about. Yeah. Just about there. For those that uh, don't know too much about the podcasting world, a typical season's thirteen episodes or a quarter of the year, typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a sitcom. A season in a sitcom is thirteen episodes. Um and in our case, we did uh, our, our first 13. We started with episode 17 just to mess with people because we didn't want to say, Hey, this is our first episode. Number one, guys. Listen to how cool we sound. And then we just give away our secrets so they'll go back and realize, Oh, that's yeah. why I couldn't find one yeah. through 16. Well, we, we, you know what we could do? They're we could charlatans. Always, we could always uh, make like episodes 1 through 16 and make it like a, a dark, only, on the, only available on the dark web. Yeah, right, right. Three dollars and ninety nine cents an episode. Download here. PayPal accepted. The prequels, sixteen the prequels. episodes worth of prequels available. Yeah. Should we choose to uh, to go there? Well, we have decided uh, since we will not be. I'll use the term on the air. Uh, since we will not be doing uh, podcasts for the month of uh, May twenty twenty one because we're going to take a break and do some uh, some writing for some shows we've got uh, coming up next year. We got to get together do some uh, some writing for those. But we're, um, we're going to be off during Mother's Day, so we thought today would be a good day to honor mothers. Got to honor mamas. Mamas yeah. do so much, mamas they put up with so much. Oh, isn't that the <laughs> truth? Um, so our, our Mount Rushmore segment today is uh, f- most famous sitcom moms. And I had no idea there were this many. I had really a tough time with this one. Th- this is one where we're going to have four off the bat and then maybe talk about eight more just because there's a lot that are, I would consider around the same rank of, right. of importance. It's not it's not as obvious as some of these Mount Rushmore's where Honorable you can just... Honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. And the uh, second segment, we're not going to be doing a featured uh, musical group, even though we could, we could do Mamas and Papas. That, that's true, but I liked your idea of trying to dig for some of those songs dedicated to Mama, or songs about... Yeah, yeah songs that have Mother, Mama as in a the theme. title... Uh, so that's what we're doing for our Mount Rushmore, and we'll talk about uh, various other things. Uh, first of which, we were just chatting about it when you walked in. Uh, one of our listeners had called right before the podcast. Um, the The world's largest White Castle is opening in Orlando next Monday. That is like as if I needed another reason to go to Orlando. Oh, the my theme God. parks, and now yeah. White Castle. Yeah, I I, gr- I grew up in uh, I grew up in Indianapolis, and uh, Indianapolis, uh, I don't want to say it was the, the home of White Castles. That's, that's insane they come from uh, Columbus, Ohio. But, yeah, White Castles was a staple for me yeah. growing up. We would have it at least once a week. And even as uh, a child, even as a, a, a little kid, I would end up eating half a dozen 
you know, uh, at one They go down so easy. But they're sliders. Yeah, they're but sli that's what they call it. They slide right down your gullet. <laughs> that's, that's why they call them sliders in my case. I just know that uh, I, I have been really looking forward to this uh, in, in the last few years because it never made any sense to me that White Castle would their 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 southernmost franchise is uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, it's like exit twenty, exit one twenty six, or something on on Highway twenty eight out of out of Nashville. I know that because I've stopped at that particular location. I, I feel like a hundred times. It's your last chance. And trips going to and from Indiana to see family or whatever. And I would use the excuse to go up and see family just to drive and get White Castles. And now, opening up the original one in Orlando, uh, the largest one, excuse me, in Orlando. Uh, it's supposed to be open twenty four hours, right off of I four. Now, I would imagine news stories this coming Monday are going to be helicopters showing the traffic on I-4. Maybe. There will be traffic on I-4 because of, of a fast food opening. They didn't really think this through, did they? This is White Castle. It's White Castle. Never been available in this area, ever. I remember... Well, there was, there was one supposedly in Fort Lauderdale oh. up until like the mid-60s, and then it closed. Hmm. So now... Yeah, we didn't get our hands in that. It's one, it's our hope, those of us that are White Castle aficionados, that it is our hope that this is going to be the one that's going to cause them to expand, because now by putting one in Orlando and then Murfreesboro is your next closest one, you've got trucks driving down 75 <laughs> from Murfreesboro down to Orlando. Um, hello. You might as well put a few locations in between to keep them. So that's how that's how a lot of companies expand. They get five dis distance ones, and then they build from there their infrastructure inward. So it is certainly my hope that they open one up in uh, in Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete, um, and I've got a perfect location. Perhaps the five thousand block of Mariner Boulevard in Spring Hill. Yeah, I don't know why that came to mind. Somewhere walk up, walkable would be yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, if 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 they need a building, um, I'd be happy to burn one down. <laughs> you know, a road flare strategically placed in the right could make it look like an electrical fire. It's for the greater good. That, I'm, I'm saying I heard this from a friend. Of course. Yeah. Rumor has it. Of course. Rumor has it. So yeah, White Castles will be opening up next Monday. So. Uh, it's a plan it to be a uh, national holiday <laughs> for me. <laughs> All my friends are going. I know where you're going to be on Monday. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a uh, a great deal. So um, during season one and, and part of season two, uh, we did something that uh, our listeners enjoyed, and I know you got a big kick out of where 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 funny or odd phrases you know came from. I always we, enjoyed that. We learned what what hungover stood for. We yeah. learned what bury the hatchet met or cats out of the bag we learned about those things we were talking the other day about laws and the stupid law where that young man in minnesota was killed was his the end result was he was killed because he had an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror which is illegal i guess in minnesota or minneapolis wherever the hell it was wow. so we thought it would be fun to try to stump each other with stupid laws that are still on the books so if you're ready, I'm ready. Um, Dave Anthony is also ready. And you can't be serious. Yes, Dave, we are serious. How could this be news? Well, it's not really necessarily news, Dave, but it is funny things that we do, and it's the lighter side of the dark with Sylvia Smith. So now we're going to give you some lighter side. 
you want to start with one of your funny laws that you found? Well, and I'll see if I can be more absurd. I've got, um, boy, well, that's funny. All right, I've I've got I've got one for uh, I've got right now in front of me, sort of an example of one of the worst laws in each state or most ridiculous. Okay. And this is one of the first ones that I th- I saw that I thought you know what, wow, Washington. Washington State. Now, how do you want to do this? Do you want me to uh, true or false it, or do you want... <laughs> no, we know these things are true. <laughs> All right. So, uh, here's what I found. In Washington State, believe it or not, all you hunters out there, it is illegal to kill Bigfoot. Wow. Now, I know... <laughs> I mean, you're probably wondering where where that was going. Oh, wait, were so they trying to? This is a Bigfoot sanctuary. It is a it limit is a, limit three. I mean, what are we talking about here? It, the slaying of Bigfoot deemed to be a felony, punishable by five years in prison. They amended it. That was that was passed in 1969. They've amended it a little bit, but it is illegal to kill Bigfoot if you should happen to see it and discover it first and and be able to verify it. I guess. Right. So. So what what if what if he was coming right for you? That's the thing. Can you? What, isn't it that there's there stand your ground in Washington? How yeah, does it yeah. apply to Bigfoot? Could could you stand your ground against Bigfoot? <laughs> I don't. I think I'd shit my pants. Oh I my think god! I'd stand I my ground. If you and I were in the woods being chased by Bigfoot, uh, I would. Uh, all I know is, is I'm not worried about outrunning Bigfoot. I just want to outrun you. That's it. All right. So you uh, you you definitely uh, put the ball on the tee and. That- that's a wild one to get started with. Any anything I should know about? Now, I want to warn people. Um, we 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 often make fun of Florida man because that's how a lot of really stupid news stories start. It's true. On the Sad. news, it says, uh, "Good evening, welcome to NBC News. A Florida man was found today, or a Florida man decided today to. Well, Wisconsin's got some effed up laws, and here's, finally, here's one. In Wisconsin, there is a law that you cannot." throw any stone, brick, or any other missile at any railroad train. I love that they have missile at missile. the end. I yeah. know that they're going to define that broadly, but in my head I still think of like a jet fighter. Yes, so it is It is illegal. You cannot throw a stone, a brick, or any other missile at a railroad train. Man. So I, that's, that's the thing. At one point, this must have been a huge problem. There must have been, you know... Hey, boss, the kids are throwing rocks and missiles at the train yeah. again. Yeah, like, uh, the, 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 the 114 <laughs> derailed today because a kid threw a rock. And then an F-14 Tomcat tried to shoot us. Could you yeah. believe it? I, I, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen trains go through buildings. Yeah. Yet they're worried about having a rock or a brick thrown at a train. I always wonder about the time, uh, you know, the time of uh, life, how things were when these laws were passed. Because it, it had to have been totally different to picture something like that. The same thing with Bigfoot. That makes sense. It was passed in the 60s. They thought Bigfoot was really legit. Just yeah. like, you know, no, no, none of that horseplay. Yeah, they, they, got, they got TV shows now called Bigfoot Hunter. Yeah. yeah. They, they play off of it now right. instead of... Uh, all right, so now we learned about Washington and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I got another great one coming up about Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All right, I'll move over to. I'll throw one out for Tennessee. Now, this is another one that I'm sure has been on the books for a little bit too long. Tennessee, the volunteer state. If you uh, if you live in Tennessee, or if you're in Tennessee, you cannot hold public office if 
You have been in a duel. Now I know, I know. A lot of times nowadays, you walk out on the street. What about a rap battle? Would that be the same? That thing? would probably be what it needs to be. I need it needs to be updated. You know, this is how. This this is how about you cannot hold office if you've been on Hannity and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> that I would really like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. If you it? have ever appeared on Fox News, could we could be expanded? <laughs> wow! So uh, you cannot hold office if you've been in a duel. If you've been in a duel now. Interestingly enough, as you mentioned the rap battle, I've noticed the law is a little bit general. Fight a duel or knowingly be the bearer of a challenge to fight a duel or send or accept a challenge for that purpose or be an aider or a better in fighting a duel. Now, they never really get spe- super specific as to what content. Right. So, you lost me in the, in the description of that. Legalese. Like, yeah, it sounded like a freaking... Hi, like, this is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. like reading the uh, Bill of Rights. All right, well, since you brought the, um, you about holding office, let's go to the stars at night or big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. In Texas, um, you can be excluded from holding office, any elected office, um, if you do not acknowledge the existence of some type of supreme being. If someone does not believe in some type of supreme being, whatever religion, yeah. you have to believe or you can be excluded from holding office. So no atheists, no agnostics. Okay. But the flying church of spaghetti monster, totally fine. Absolutely fine. Scientology, for God's sake. Scientology. Uh, an admittedly made-up religion by L. Ron Hubbard, who was basically laughing at the people that he, he has since attracted. But you have to just claim yeah. allegiance. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you really believe. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pledge allegiance. Uh, the, the, whatever. The, so, yeah, but I mean, again, Texas is, I guess, a uh, a bigger, a bigger, uh, weirder shape of state like Florida. But yeah, Texas and Florida, they they're not exactly known for their uh, their brilliance. So yeah, no. you got You have to acknowledge the existence of some type of supreme being. Supreme being again, like a uh, nice general. So at least it gives you freedom of religion there. Freedom Batman, of, uh, freedom of worship. <coughs> you could even worship Batman. You bet. Um, here's an interest. We'll get away from politics for a moment and focus on. Oh, uh, don't worry. We'll be back soon. Oh, I'm sure we will. Page full of them here. Uh, here's here's one that relates to the. Uh, I guess <laughs> maybe the economy in Pennsylvania. You you are not allowed to barter infant children. So you cannot use them as a bartering chip. You can't sell them. You can't use them as collateral. Can you rent them? Now, there is nothing that says you can't rent them. Rent, lease, rent to own. And in my, in my mind, bartering implies that month it's Month to month, permanent. perhaps. Leasing and renting. Maybe we need an amendment to that law. Because I bet there's people leasing and renting kids all the time. So, so, so back in, the, back in uh, olden times, as, as olden you remember, times. Oh. Um, female children were not worth as much as male children. So I guess you'd have to say, okay, listen, I'll give you two cats, a dog, a sheep, and three daughters. Or, 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 or the, the cat, the dog, and the sheep, and one son. But I give them no more than one son. Yeah, it's like they, they were commodities almost. So that had to also yeah. be something where at one time oh, somebody bartered with, with infants. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no man, look, look, look. I guess that's I, that would be old-fashioned human trafficking. Like that's where they, yeah, that's where yeah. they started to draw the line. They're like, you know, I, I, we've been talking about it. I don't think we can use babies as currency. Yeah, limit, you know, limit four again. <laughs> okay, um, in Arizona, 
the uh, west west coast version of Florida. You cannot manufacture or distribute fake controlled substances. Man. But if you get the good shit... Yeah, think about the depth yeah. of that for a minute. <laughs> you can't manufacture or distribute fake controlled substances. That sounds pretty broad. Is, is, is there a big market of fake controlled substances out there? Oh, and, and wouldn't that be... Wouldn't that be illegal anyway if you sold something that you said was Vicodin and come to find out it was baking soda in, in like, little tablets? Wouldn't that be illegal yeah, within I mean, itself? I mean, yeah, even selling non-fake controlled substances would... So you're kind of screwed either way. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of every single solitary proposition that we have to vote on in Florida. It's like when you're in the voting booth and it mm-hmm. says... Right. Proposition A, are you in favor of not doing something that is good for people who do bad things? And also, we want to make sure are you in favor of up for this only when it goes down? Mm-hmm. It's like the most confusing thing uh, in the world. Oh, definitely by design. Are you for not bartering babies? Check. But they would write some paragraph that would oh, make yeah. it so convoluted and such a mess. Yeah, they're they're really experts at doing that. Yeah. So yeah, you can't uh, you can't manufacture or distribute um, fake controlled substances. Oh, boy, there goes my, there goes my fake meth lab idea. I guess so. I was gonna be the next Breaking Bad. All right, Jesse. Beat, beat that one. All right. Well, this is this is a little more hardcore, so I, I hope people can handle it. It's a Minnesota law, so you know it's gonna be real dark. Bingo is only allowed two days a week in Minnesota. Will you believe that? They are putting the kibosh on three or more days of bingo. Apparently, nursing home senior citizens are just going crazy with bingo that they had to cut it to two days. I don't know, maybe it's big gambling business or something. By the way, in a related law in the great state of Minnesota regarding bingo, bingo games cannot last more than five hours. So you can't have more than five-hour games, and you can't play those games more than twice a week. Yeah. What is their problem against bingo? I don't know, man. I have wow. no idea. This is... I mean, if you're in a nursing home, you want them to be playing but, bingo. But, but, you know, it's strange. You can have, like, over 10,000 lakes in that state. That doesn't seem to be a problem. I, I know. Why, and, and Minnesota, I thought they were. I thought it was all polite. You know, oh, Minnesota nice. Oh, oh Minnesota. Minnesota nice. Oh, but nice, no, nice. give me that bingo card. You're not going to be playing bingo around here. You've got to pay extra for that, Grandpa. <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, so we're uh, we're not we're not going to Minnesota when it comes to bingo. Um, they're assholes. By now. the way, when we leave Minnesota, we're going to drive directly over to the great state of Michigan. Okay. Okay. Let's let's and, hear what they do. But while we're there, something you don't want to do. It is a misdemeanor. It is a misdemeanor in the great state of Michigan to take God's name in vain. Oh. Wow. Cost you $145 and a potential 14 days in jail if the police hear you say, God damn. So, so hearsay doesn't count. Like, you can't go up to an officer and say, uh, Officer, he just said, God damn to me. Uh, maybe they just limit it to if a police overhears it himself. Yeah. Still ridiculous, but that's, that's really uh, fascinating. Some, <laughs> something like, have you idea how fast you're going? Well, your goddamn speed gun probably said 75. Well, there's another 145. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can't say, according, according to your wife, it's a goddamn misdemeanor to say it. That's, uh, yeah, that sounds... I, I, 
I don't know what to make of that. But it's, it's, uh, these these things are still true. That's, that what's, like that's what's crazy. Isn't that a free speech thing? Aren't we all aren't we all wanting free speech? And that sounds a little bit. But I would imagine it would be okay to say "goddamn" in Texas, because you at least believe in a supreme being. Well, that's the thing. They they may get mad at you, but they're like, well, I think that's I think that's in the uh, in the oath where you swear office in Texas. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree to defend the goddamn Texas Constitution. <laughs> From I every goddamn enemy, foreign, domestic, and otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially them brown folk. All right. So there we go. <laughs> it's a goddamn misdemeanor to blaspheme in uh, in Michigan. All right. So Massachusetts, it is illegal to sing the national anthem incorrectly. So that's probably going to make wow. every single person at a Red Sox game at risk of being arrested. Wow. <laughs> I don't know too many people who are two beers deep. Who are singing word for word the Star Spangled Banner like that? There are people out there who believe that first the first uh, letters, the first words of our national anthem are "Jose, can you see?" Jose, can you see? I believe that. How do you put a Mexican Jose. in the first line of the, the national anthem? Jose, can you see? It's because them illegals do it, man. That's what happens. You let them illegally start. The dongs early <laughs> line. You know. Well, you, you're speaking of Massachusetts and a Red Sox game. Yeah. By the way. There's more laws oh, that bet. happen there. So not only can you uh, not sing the national anthem incorrectly, if you're over 16, and this is the interesting part of the law, it is against the law to swear at players or officials during sporting events in Massachusetts. It is against the law to swear at players or officials during sporting events in Massachusetts. But that's... So I guess at the end of every Red Sox game, 36,000 some odd yeah. people are arrested and incarcerated. I mean, again, and then it says if you're over 16. So if you're under 16, you can, this is okay. <laughs> I can picture my 11-year-old. Hey, yeah. fucking Ortiz, you're fat. Your mother's fat. You know, I mean, really? Yeah, hey, hey, he's 14, sir. I was like, yeah. all right, all right, that's all right. Doesn't Just have you, a driver's sir. license. Yeah. You watch your mouth, you you twenty six year old over yeah, there. Yeah, so at Red so- at Red Sox games, like you said, you know, a couple beers in, make sure you get that. Uh, yeah. I guess they got to collect fines to 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 pay the players somehow. In order for these the law, I mean, I don't know if they're tested. I mean, I'd wonder if that throwing a rock at a or a train has ever been adjudicated in a court of law. But the, you know, the law is there, like you said. Somebody would have to have done it. There's a reason it was put there in the first place. It's like, I didn't throw a brick at the train. I built a brick structure over the train tracks to stop the train, and the cow catcher tore down the brick structure, just like a, the, the big bad wolf. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to Boston uh, anytime soon. Well, maybe you could go to Georgia, because um, oh. I think this is a law we'd be able to avoid. I'm, I'm I hear not... the voting laws there are just very, 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 oh. very liberal. Yeah, they're really, they're, they're great. It's a... It's uh, really opening it up to sort of all citizens of all shapes and colors, really, really welcoming laws. Uh, And in that vein of stupidity, here's a law in Georgia. No eating fried chicken with a fork. In Gainesville, Are you serious? This was a law created in Gainesville, Georgia, passed in 1961. Six, eight, not 1861, but... It was... Obviously lobbied for by the uh, poultry industry. Still think it's weird. I think maybe it was one of those laws that was passed just as a, as a shocking, as a practical Could joke. Could you eat chicken with a spork? Well, maybe, it's not a knife or a fork. Maybe that's where the spork came up. If I'm a lawyer, 
That's my technicality right there. It's a spork, Your Honor. Sure, it's Your not Honor. a knife. It's not I a was, fork. I was given the spork by the, the staff of KFC. That would be like a My Cousin Vinnie Mo would like to drop all charges. Like that thing. <laughs> he said spork. Uh, yeah, and, so... Um, and and, and, and what, what, what kind of tire was on that car? <laughs> the, the Firestone GS14. I did it. <laughs> the clap is legendary. <laughs> okay, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> Wow. with this law. Okay. Well, Paul, after you finish uh, not eating your fried chicken with a fork, uh, you're going to hop in your jet and you're going to fly to New Hampshire. Okay. And you are going to check into a hotel using the name? John Doe? Can John Doe. That is illegal I can't, in New Hampshire. Uh, I can't use it my name? It is illegal to check into a hotel using a false name. Man. I was going to use ready? Ron Mexico. You ready for this? It's a felony. It is a Class D felony. Man. A felony to check into a hotel under a false name. So I can't use, uh, what, oh God, what was Anthony Weiner's name? Some Carlos Danger. That's it. Yes. Carlos Danger. (laughs) Carlos. Uh, Prince always checked in to hotels under the name of Christopher Tracy. Christopher Tracy, what was his story? Is there like a specific story behind that reason? He always loved that name. He always wanted, he loved the name Christopher Tracy. Interesting. And uh, in the movie Under the Cherry Moon, okay. that was his character's name, Christopher Tracy. Hey, yeah, I want to be Christopher Tracy. Yeah, me, I would, uh, I would, I would check in as uh, as uh, Fletcher Monix. Okay. Fletcher from Fletch and Monix from Semi Pro. There you go, Fletcher Monix. You have to give homage to your face. But see, when you check into a hotel and you give them the name Smith, they just usually look at you kind of funny. Like, uh, uh, you will need an hourly rate there, Mister Smith. Yeah. <laughs> So, yep, you can't go to New Hampshire and check into their false name, Paul. While, so. while we're in that whole New England greater area... Are might, there other crazy laws in the New England well, greater area? Well, if you want to make a stop in Delaware, since you're in the northeast there... Um, Why would anyone stop in Delaware? Did they lose the bet? They lost, they, they lost the bet and ran out of gas. In Delaware, it is illegal for a pawnbroker to take and trade artificial limbs. They cannot use artificial limbs as their collateral. I know it's a really popular thing to do. I know people are clamoring for fake legs, fake arms. Where, 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 would, where would you be able to do that? A second-hand store. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> That's maybe. Oh, God, I'm funny. We need, where, where's, the, where's the drum roll? Where's the, where's the rim shot? Uh, it's somewhere when we need it. We'll take it. We'll take a hearty laugh. Yeah, we love, we love that. So in Delaware, you cannot take uh, artificial limbs in, in trade as, as collateral for any other reason, which is a shame because I'm never going to be able to complete my, uh, my collection. I'm just missing a ring finger, and now my, my hopes are dashed. You can't be serious. I'm serious. Dave, you know it. Well, um, if you... Uh, th- this one is probably one of my absolute favorites. This one isn't technically still on the books. It was just recently repealed within the last two years. It was illegal in the state of Colorado to throw a snowball at another individual in anger. So you're no snowball fights? Is that what's that there? Yeah. In really, anger. But you could do it in playfully. Precociously. Precociously. It's, it's in the law. Precociously. <laughs> or in a playful nature. So as long as you're smiling through your teeth, yeah. and you pelt someone between yeah. the eyes, yeah. Your Honor, and you, you you know what you record yourself doing it so that you've got the video evidence. In 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 defense of this law in Indiana, um, I I went to grade school with a kid named Kenny. Uh, oh my God, you killed Kenny, you bastard! And uh, <laughs> he ended up 
being blind in his right eye from being hit in the eye with a snowball. Ow. Maybe maybe the law came, maybe one of the like maybe, lawmakers. Maybe kids. he moved to Colorado. Yeah, changed that freaking law. I'm gonna make sure that never happens to yep. anyone again. Yeah, it was funny because he came into school one day. He had an eye patch on. Everybody's like, "What's up?" God, that's awful. Oh, uh, my eye hit in the face with a snowball, and th- they they're gonna have to do surgery on my eye. And I mean, his eye looked perfectly fine afterwards, but he couldn't see yeah. out of it. He was blind out of it. Yeah. Just when you thought snowballs were innocent fun. Kids are getting their red. Oh, it was so much fun, though, because you could walk out on his left side and just smack him right in the face. He never even saw it. That's true. His peripheral totally gone. I think think we we nicknamed him Kenny Smackface or (laughs) Smackface Kenny or something. Smack him up, Kenny. All right, we got time for, uh, looks like we have time for a couple more. Well, I got one from uh, good old California. You know, the progressive state of California, you'd expect some interesting laws. Here's one. I don't know if it was designed to be humane or what the hell it was, but you're not in California. You're not allowed to eat a frog that dies in a frog jumping contest. So you're if you if you have a, a show caliber frog that wins a frog jumping contest in the great state of California, if it happens to die from, from trauma of some kind, you're not allowed to make frog like fricassee out of it. You can't be serious. I'm dead serious. You I don't. I'm really not sure. I don't know. Maybe maybe show frogs are just too priceless, and they don't want to be. Just they don't want to resort to to frying them up. I don't know why you couldn't let that meat go to a good cause. But if they die in a, in a frog jumping contest, you must get them a proper burial. Apparently, speechless. I know that is com- that is completely insane. <laughs> what, like, what do you even say to that? I, I'm 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 sitting here thinking to myself, self, what what you know, how is this even remotely possible? The law states that if a frog dies or is killed, it must be destroyed as soon as possible and may not be eaten or otherwise used for any purpose. So if the frog dies of natural causes, we're we're, we're cool. We can ship it off to uh, you know Chez Pierre's uh, bistro, but C- if not, cardiac, cardiac arrest. That that's cool. That's okay as long as it was natural and he didn't do it in a, in a sanctioned. <laughs> frog <laughs> frog okay. jumping contest. I didn't know they were so popular. But yes, apparently in neither. California, they're really bored. And uh, I guess I will do the... Um, we got to close with one about Florida. Got to stick to our home, our home state here. As a matter of public safety, this, this law is still on the books. I don't know how it's still on the books because I have seen this law blatantly violated in my entire 35 years here in Florida. As a matter of public safety... The state of Florida wanted to curb people's ability to throw hurricane parties and made it illegal to sell alcoholic beverages during any type of hurricane warning or evacuation Our status. Talk, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Can you imagine how many how much alcohol sales alcohol and water sales must go through the roof when there's a hurricane? <laughs> they don't people don't know what else to do but drink their troubles away and then have water for when they're hungover. I'm I uh, so, man, I've enjoyed this. I still got a few more, so we um, we can do I, this I, segment I think, again. There's a I lot think of when weird we, uh, ones. I like think that. when we get back for season four, uh, we ought to do this as a, a two or three. We can bring this one back because we're constantly learning and evolving here at the lighter side of dark. Because that's our goal to evolve, to get better, <laughs> evolution is to be funnier is and goal. to fill up. 90 minutes of time once a week. With complete joy. All right, we're going to be back with segment number two, which is going to be uh, our featured music artist is going to be songs with mama or mother in the title. So we will be right back. You're listening to The Lighter Side Dark with Solio and Smith. Here we go. 
lost a lot of people during the pandemic, which makes me think of those people close to me. What if there was a way to remember them after they're gone? Well, now there is. My Forever Story. With My Forever Story, they come to your loved one, ask them the questions they choose, and in less than an hour, they have their entire life story recorded in their own words, and most importantly, their own voice. It's uploaded to the secure website and made available for all to hear, even future generations. No more trying to remember Grandpa's favorite stories. Now you can hear him talk about them himself. Your kids and your grandkids will be able to listen to your story from their phone or computer anytime. If you think your kids will read your life story, good luck. But they will listen if it's on their phone. It takes less than an hour, and in most cases, it's under $100. Call the toll-free number 866 or go to the website my4everstory.com. My Forever Story. Their voice, their words, their story. All staff members wear masks and abide by CDC COVID restriction guidelines. Your safety is our first priority. Do you have old furniture that you just don't like anymore? Instead of throwing it away, donating it, or selling it at a yard sale, then spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on new furniture, consider having your old furniture redone. My wife and I did, and we don't regret it. The bedroom set was great. It was well-built. Just the old oak finish was not only worn out, but outdated. The good people at Obsessed Distress Furniture took them and made it look like we had a whole new set. And it was a lot less than paying for a new one. They can do just about any color combination and adding that distressed look is really in style nowadays. From bedroom sets, dining room sets, to even a simple coffee table and end tables. Whatever your needs, they even sell furniture they've already completed. So visit their website at obsesseddistressed.com or call 352-600-8221 or look them up on Facebook. Obsessed Distressed Furniture, making your old furniture new again. We abide by all CDC and COVID restriction requirements. Hey everyone, this is Solio from The Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call, go to their website, check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see www.ourcuppycakes.com where you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. Lighter with. side of dark featured musical artist. Thank Ooh, you. Thank Interrupt, you, Dave. you interrupted Dave Anthony. I stepped right there, on Paul. Dave's toes again. We are uh, back with our second segment this week is featured musical artists, which normally we focus on one, but we decided, you know, Mother's Day coming up, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna show Mama a little love and talk about some songs yep. that are dedicated. To mama. We will not be um, broadcasting or doing a podcast during the month of May, and uh, Mother's Day this year, I think, falls on May 9th. Yeah. That's our gift to our moms, our moms, by the way, and yeah. our moms out there. Is, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to be recording. For I will be doing something uh, kind of fun uh, this year for Mother's Day. Uh, my mother passed many years ago, and uh, I, I, of course, I miss her as as anyone would miss their mom. Um, I will actually be uh, singing um, at a uh, assisted living facility 
for a bunch of uh, mothers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so the, the people who don't come and visit them, um, I'll get a chance to go there and sing, sing some uh, some some songs yeah. that hopefully they will enjoy and uh, put some smiles on their faces. So I will oh. enjoy it. My wife will be busy with our kids doing stuff with her that day, and she'll be over. Uh, her mother's still alive, so she'll be able to be over with her mother. Be able to spend time. That's good. So I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind working on Mother's Day. Oh, it's a nice distraction. You know, it's like it's it's it's. It's sad for everyone who's lost their mother. So you, you, it's nice to be able to be in an environment where you can, other, if you're around other people that are happy. And, and nursing home residents, I've seen a lot of, sh- you know, we've done shows together at nursing homes, and and I've seen shows, and they appreciate the entertainment because it's it's boring. You know, yeah. they they love having stuff to do. Bingo. Yeah, when when, <laughs> when you're when you're getting ready to go do an event to the nursing home or assisted living facility or something, and the show's supposed to start at one o'clock. They're lining up outside the door. They're, they're ready. They 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 want you know, stuff to kill time. You know, you know? they had lunch at ten thirty. So I know. So, so they're they're ready for the show. Dinner to start. soon. Yeah, you know Dinner they're getting the, get the front row seats, and I like the ones that sit in the front row with their arms folded. All right, entertain me. But, Come on, uh, Shani. Yeah, some of them are a little cranky, but you know what? It's easy for me to say if I'm if I'm hurting and I'm in my wheelchair and I'm it's, ready. It's it's cool because. Uh, uh, I do, I'm a boy toy when I go there. That's well, true. A, you're you're the young, young fox I'm a, there. I'm a young stud there at that Slay. point. So uh, I've got a, got, a, got a head of hair, and, the, no, and and my hips are factory equipment. This one's not on a walker. He exactly. can do some things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, you never had a chance to, to meet my mom. Um, I, always, I always tell people that uh, when I ask them about people that you know, have been important in their lives, I say, okay, you know, in the movie of your life, yeah. who would play that person? Um, for example, my wife now, um, uh, Hayden Panettiere. I think I think my wife looks. I think Hayden Panettiere looks exactly like my wife. Um, my my first wife was a, a beautiful young lady, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt's gorgeous. My first wife was beautiful. She was a, a hateful uh, whore, but, but she was. But but physically, other men time. other men found her attractive mm-hmm. too. Strangely <laughs> enough, <laughs> several. Um, but in, in in the in the movie of my life, it would be Carol Burnett as Eunice. Would be my mom. That'd be a, that'd be hairstyle, clothing, attitude, yeah. skinny as a rail, mean as a snake. The, the, but the unit, but I bet she had a good sense of humor. Yeah. Or no, maybe. no, she laid down if, the iron if, fist if, a little. If, if you asked her, maybe she would tell you that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Mama didn't play. Try driving her car in a high-speed chase, outrunning the police. That's when you find out if your mom's got a good sense of humor or not. Well, maybe that not was in the that night. case. That was the night I found out she did not. I think most people could get a whooping in that case. And if, I, if I didn't tell that story, I'll give you a highlight. Um, I went out with some friends of mine, and we were supposed to be going roller skating. We changed our mind. We went to Dairy Queen. We got some ketchup squirters. Remember those big ketchup squirters at Dairy Queen? Yes. You squeeze them. They'd shoot ketchup. <laughs> 10 feet away. Oh, yeah. So we were going through a parking lot shooting ketchup on cars, and a cop saw us. And a high-speed chase ensued that lasted for 35 minutes all over the south side of Indianapolis. And I got away from the cops. I swear to you, I got away from the cops. My brother will validate this story. How did I eventually get caught by my parents, though, Paul, you might ask? I, I, I'd say, love to know. Say, say, how did you get caught? Rob, how did you get caught? Interesting. If you interested the cops. Yeah, this is this is like 1980, right? You know, it's not like mm. GPSs or anything like. Right, you're good, right? My <laughs> father, right next to his chair, had a cup of coffee, a paperback book, and a police scanner. Oh. 
my mom and dad were listening to the high-speed chase on the police scanner. Wow. Describing our station wagon. Oh, by the way, it was a station wagon that I outran the cops in with four Caucasian males in it. So, And it was light green, and they got a partial plate. So let's just say when I got home, when I pulled up out front of the house, my mom was already on the porch, and my brother was standing behind her on his knees holding his stomach laughing. Because he knew what he was knew. about to go down. He knew. And my mom said, how was roller skating? I started to answer. She goes, don't say a word. But anyway, I, I miss my mom. I wish, if Ooh. she was here, if she was here right now, she'd validate that story. Oh, I, I believe true. It's amazing what you'll do when you're young and, and think it's okay to just run from the cops for something so silly like that. Yep. That's how it is, you know? Young. Okay, so now we're going to talk um, songs with mother or mama, any kind of mother, mom, mama title. So I'll let you fire Sounds away so. the first one. Well, I'll start with a good old, how about Merle Haggard with Mama Tried. Mama Tried. Yeah. Uh, that is one I did not have. I, I had it, and then I realized, you know, that, that popped in, and, and and it stood out to me because, you know, he, she tried. It's it's a good it's a good sort of self-deprecating way to say it's not Mom's fault. <laughs> I, you know, I know why I don't have it. I don't have it on the on the uh, computer here. Not handy. That's okay. Mama tried by Merle Haggard. Yeah, you know, just sort of say it's not your fault that I didn't turn out the best. So in, in a way, it's like I love you, Mom. Don't blame me because, you know, I, I lived the, the country rock star life. However, Earl Haggard, Willie Nelson. And they'd rather give you a song. That's what I think would qualify. Oh, this would be the. Here we go. Long star bell buckles. I guess we can't, we can't go all the way in. Yeah, it could could James Taylor also have done the other half of this? Because he sounds almost as nasal as Willie Nelson. Alright, here we go. Let's sing it together. Don't let your baby grow up to be cowards. So that's got Mama in the title, so that oh, would qualify. Yeah. And I apologize that I, had, I did not have Mama tried. Uh, no, I think that's a good way to rock and roll. segue into it because you got a couple of country legends each having a little bit of a one's a more of a message to mom. Hey, mom, mama, don't 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 allow it. And Merle's like, well, I mean, she tried not to. So yeah. they kind of they kind of go hand in hand, I would say. <laughs> I I got one here that uh, that I think uh, most people have have heard of. Mother and Child Reunion by Mr. Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Is this, is this off of Graceland? Which album is this? Or is this I think this was earlier. Graceland was a little more African sounding. Great album though. Crit- critically acclaimed. Mother and Child Reunion. I wish we could have gotten to the part. That's a nice little, has a little island feel to it. Simon and Garfunkel, what Paul and Oates. What now we really don't have a lot of duets. I know. That's a sad thing. I, I miss those duets because it was just, I don't know. They, they Individually, sometimes they can still be fine. Paul Simon was fine solo. and, and I, I wonder, what, what movie was it where somebody made fun of Art Garfunkel 
and the, the woman in the movie says, Art Carfunkel was a genius. He could find a harmony and a melody to go with anything. I'm trying to think of that movie now. He really was, though. He was a, such a great, like, he did right, What, what other mama movie. songs or mother song? How about Boys to Men? Song for Mama. Oh, there we go. Well, let's pull that sucker up here. That's what I thought. I played that at more than more than a couple of weddings. Oh my gosh, are you kidding Usually me? Usually some some wet eyes in the house. This song is after crazy that. good. No one else can be what you have been yep. to me. Good old song for Mama. Very very uh, emotional song for sure. And everybody puts their arms around each other, starts rocking back and forth. Yeah, they're singing. Mama. If we were doing an Out Rushmore of Mother Songs, that would have to be. Oh, have oh to be absolutely. On have yeah. to be on there. Yeah, this is uh, this is more of a tribute, but that that's certainly one of the top that you'll that you find. All right, the next one, my opinion, probably one of the most fun, upbeat Mother Songs of all time. Yep, your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. Now that's that's when those were pretty pretty nasty insults. Oh, you no doubt good, about that. Good old days. That's the worst you could say. You say my mama don't dance. And my that was one of the first uh, first karaoke duets I ever did. <laughs> was it really? Was a fr- with a uh, a friend of my, a friend of mine named Mark McKay. Uh, that's actually a good one. That's a good duet. It's like kind of a it has a sort of that bluesy and and and. It's not too crazy high or too crazy low. It's like a fun, like you if said, If I can sing fun. it, it's not that hard of a song to sing, <laughs> I can tell you. You know. All right, so I got your Mama Don't Dance on there. Who do you have? How about the girl group, the Shirelles? Mama said. Ooh. Mama said that, did that one. Like that this. one I, I did have on the list. I just didn't have it on this particular one. Let me find yeah, it here. But, you know, Mama, Mama's always right, and she knows. She's been there, and she'll give some good advice from time to time. One of those things is... She'll tell you this. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said. Mama said. What year was that? 60s? 67? Something like that? I'm going to get the exact. Sherelle's, Sherelle's had a few hit, but that particular one. Um, Mama said there'd be days like this. It was released. Early 60s? April 1961. Yeah, early 60s. early 60s, yeah. So that was probably... Hell, that was before I was born. Good God. It was, uh... Yeah, that's... Boy, I didn't know it was that old, but hey, yeah. there it is. Well, um... Depressing mother songs. Uh-oh. Dr. Hook, Sylvia's mother. I love Dr. Hook. Mm -hmm. Great music. Great music. Um, But this particular one, just dreary. Just sad. Totally sad. Yeah, maybe they were in a place... All right, we need a we need a good mother, upbeat mother song here. Oh, um, darn! Because the only one I can think of at the moment is Glenn Danzig, Mother. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be it would be I guess funnier than it would dark. Honestly, that video was I don't know why it made me laugh. It's not exactly a 
Now, now I will tell you, Three Dog Night did a song called Mama Told Me Not to Come. Mama That's Told right. Me Not to Come. There you go. Three Dog Night. The, the, oh, but, Three uh, Dog Night. But, but in, in honor of mothers, and I have one, and you have one. Mother-in-law. Meanest woman I know, mother-in-law. That's what this is. I was was just about to say, oh, well, finally, a a song for mother-in-law, and then I just heard, I just realized what the the lyrics are. That's our classic. (laughs) Because, you know, the melody's nice and upbeat, so if you didn't really, if you weren't paying attention, you just heard mother-in-law, you're like, oh, how sweet. He's giving props to the other side of the family, too. Now, Boys to Men, not a rap group by a long shot, but um, there has been a, a popular top 40 rap song that had Mama in the title. Can you think of it? Uh, it was a Tupac? No. He did one. He did one. Mama. I don't, Mama's Mama, Mama yeah, said Mama, or something. Mama but Mama I, something. Uh, Here we go. Come Mama on, said man. knock you out. And with the local DBC news, But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. Mama said, "Knock you Mama out." Mama said, "Knock you out." You know, it's funny. I'm think on my way to the studio this this morning. I'm I'm thinking of that song, and of course, when I sit down, flies out the window. Yeah. Mama said, "Knock you out." How could? And again, more of a song about advice. You know, Mama said, "Knock you out." Yeah. You know, I'm gonna knock you out because my mother said to to kick yes, your and ass. And he repeated it twice. And then Mama said, then knock, Mama you said out. knock you out. So he's just sort of validating. Now what did your mother say? Mama said, knock you Mama out. Mama said, knock you out. And then, then he explains who's going to do it. Is that I'm and the principal knock. at the school was like, how did this fight happen? Mm-hmm. My mama said, knock him out. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's just simple and to the point. Yep. And, uh, and, and LL Cool J just gets to kind of shadow box in a, you know, the, that, he's got that, like, I think he's got that ring announcer, ring mic announcer hanging, microphone, right? Just kind of an iconic video. In See, that my sense. sophomore year of high school, I had a similar experience with uh, the woman, uh, Eunice, from Mama's Family, yes. which was my mother. <laughs> um, I got in a, a, a fight with the biggest kid in school. Well, that's now, always fun. Now, now, I'm nothing to, to write home about. At that point, I'm probably 5'6". Maybe I'm a buck 25, a buck 30. <laughs> Normal growing boy I mean, at that point. A big gust of wind could come along and probably blow me away. And this kid was the biggest kid in my high school. I went with a high. I went to a high school with four thousand kids enrolled. It was a big school. Everyone's already already terrified of that guy. So there were taller kids in our school, and there were fatter kids in our school. But there was no person as big combined. I'd say, if I had to estimate, six three, two seventy, two sixty, two seventy. Senior. No, he was a sophomore, too. Oh, my God. I, I'll tell you what I will do. Uh, before we uh, start season four, I will bring the yearbook out, and I will show you a picture of him in the yearbook. I would like to see it. His Just head it takes up the entire <laughs> frame. Where everybody else, you see the head, the neck, and the shoulders. <laughs> and his name was Stanley. And he was messing with my girlfriend, and I, my brother told me how to handle it. The first punch. I hit him so hard, it knocked his adenoids out of his nose. And broke his nose and so on and so forth. So I won the fight. And I told all my friends that this was going to happen. As long as I'm winning, keep the teachers out. But if I'm losing, keep the teachers in. I'm not stupid. Self-preservation. So then I I get suspended for three days. The only way you come back is when a parent brings you back to school. So my mom brings me back to school. We're sitting outside the dean's office. There's Stan and his dad, who was also a huge man. 
and there's me and my mom. He's got the tape and bandages over his, both black eyes. His nose is broken. So they called me into the dean's office, and um, uh, Mr. Root was the dean. And he looks at my mom and said, well, Muscle Smith, we, we can't have Rob out um, running around and attacking uh, uh, kids unprovoked for no reason. My mom stood up. Imagine Eunice, Carol Burnett. Look at She goes, are you calling me stupid? And he's like, what? No, 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 ma'am. I'm not. Well, you must be calling me stupid if you think I raised my child to attack something that big. Quit calling him a child, by the way. That's a grown-ass man out there. I don't know how many years he was held back in school, but he should be driving a truck. Yeah. And she says, you know, you, you're telling me that I raised, I'm stupid and I raised my son to attack something like that for no damn reason? Put my son back in school and get him the education he deserves and tell this kid to leave his girlfriend alone. Oh, oh, my God, you couldn't write this stuff. It was classic. I can even show you in that yearbook where people wrote paragraphs about that fight. Oh, that's a memorable <sighs> event, especially if he was a bully to other kids, so which it sounds like he I, probably I, I was. I could have been walking in there with the cassette. Mama said, knock you out. Yeah, it's oh, like, you're like, gonna knock you psych, out. psych you up if it, was, if it was around then. I have one more that, that I think is hilarious. And I had never even heard of this song okay. until the movie Private Parts. With uh, Howard, Howard Stern. Do you, do you have any idea what song I'm talking about? I'm trying to think of the soundtrack off my... I've seen the movie several times, but I just can't think of... I wonder why nobody don't like me Or is it the fact that I'm ugly? I wonder why nobody don't like me Or is it the fact that I'm ugly? I leave my whole house and go it's called Mama Look a Boo Boo Day. Oh, this is Harry Bell's fun. Yeah. And when I talk, they start to sing Mama Look a Boo Boo. Now I understand what that means. Mama Look a Boo Boo Day. I saw that on the list and I thought, oh my god. That was one of his first I, songs that he ever introduced on the radio. I finally understand what that when he said, I'm Mama Look a Boo Boo Day. When he, when he said that, and now I realize what he was referring to when he when Howard said that. Yep. It was a Harry Belafonte song. Mama Look a Boo Boo Day. I like that. It's fun. Harry Belafonte songs are all fun. They don't make any sense, but they're fun. Wow, we've covered, uh, we've certainly ran the gamut of, uh, of Mama songs. I know. Songs, I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to think of any I missed that are real, real like. Well, I mean, our featured music artists, like I said, we could have gone with Mamas and Papas. That's uh, true. We, we could have gone with uh, with uh, uh, singing families that had, like, the mother as the lead singer. There have been half a dozen of those over over the years. Um, but I figure we're going to be talking about a lot of uh, famous moms from sitcoms uh, in our in our next segment. So, um, so happy uh, Mother's Day. If you guys are happen to be listening to this anytime around Mother's Day, happy to all of the uh, you know, mothers out there with little ones or mothers out there with uh, with grown ass kids. Because uh, mm. I can assure you, or over grown ass kids. I'd, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather go back to the days of uh, diaper changing and just making sure they had a juice box than the adult problems that my kids bring to the uh, table today. So, I'm not bitter. <laughs> All right, we're going to be back with segment number three. We're going to be talking to famous sitcom moms, LSD podcast. Wherever you're listening to us, we want to thank you. And we'll be back with segment three in just a moment. Hey, 
Hey everyone, it's Soleo from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts, there's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person and they are so much better. You feel the energy, you really feel like you're part of something special. Sidesplitterscomedy.com, you can get your tickets online, you can pick out your seats online, so you can sit wherever you want. If you want to be in the back because you're afraid, that's fine, you can do that. Go to Sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today. Looking for a unique and different kind of entertainment for your next fun event? Try a real live TV-style game show at your home or your next event. All your favorites, The Feud, Jeopardy, Pyramid, Match Game, The Really Wed Game, and on and on. This is no board game or DVD version. This is the real deal. Full-blown TV setups, just like going to Hollywood, but saving you the trip to the West Coast. All ages love game shows and styles available to fit all budgets. Call 727-531-8880 or visit the website at GameShowParty.com and plan your next event being the one everybody will be talking about. Game Show Party, located right here in the Tampa Bay area. Social distancing guidelines respected. Now it's time for our Mount Rushmore segment, brought to you by Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa. Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, where uh, you just heard the commercial from the wonderful dulcet tones of Mr. Paul Solio. So, uh, who is uh, going to be at Side Splitters Disa Week? This week at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida, we've got. All right. Oh, it's going to be Rich Voss this weekend. Uh, if you remember Last Comic Standing, like uh, the first couple of seasons, I don't know if it was season one or two, Rich Voss was on there. Um, so you might you might remember him from that. And so, you know, he's, he's just been a, a touring comic since then. So he's Friday, April 30th, uh, and Saturday, May 1st. Um, so if you want to see Rich, just go. You can go online. You can get your tickets that way through the website or just call him up and, and reserve him that way. But... Uh, Friday and Saturday, April 30th, May 1st, Rich Voss at Side Splitters in Tampa. All right, excellent. Well, the Mount Rushmore segment this week is famous sitcom moms. And I had a little bit of a criteria on okay. this. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> if you if you knew the mother's first name, okay, that was important. Yes. Because she was a major enough character to have a first name. Here's an example. What was the first name of the mother on the Waltons? I never really watched it. Again, so Waltons, great TV show. Right. But maybe Mother Walton or Mama Walton. Her kind of a background player. I hate to say it, but there's the mother of like, what, 25 kids or something like that? It was like, <laughs> ain't nothing to do in the backwoods except basically have sex. There you go. Somebody needed to give them some whittling. Maybe that would be it. <laughs> but, but, so that would have been one you could have said, well, Mother Walton. But, you know, she just wasn't a major enough character for even people to know her name. Well, right. If you, Like you said, if you don't know the person's name, if they're just a mom or the mom of the family, you know they're not that involved in the right. plot. Because you, you would just... The name right, would so come who's up. going first, me or you? 
Uh, if you want to go first, I've got I've got a few now that I think at least are are qualified. There's a lot to me that are sort of I don't know who would bump whom. I'm I'm kind of at that point. So who who's your first definitive? Um, I would probably have to say. Marion Cunningham. Mrs. C. Mrs. C. She always called Fonzie what? Arthur. Oh, right. Arthur Fonzarelli. She always called him Arthur. Wouldn't wouldn't play into the nickname game, you know. Mama. Mama's not that cool. Mrs. C. uh, Happy Days. uh, Marion Ross, I think, played her. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she was a strong maternal presence on that oh show. Oh my gosh! Tom yes. Bosley is the counter counterpoint. Yeah, definitely. Good old, good old Mrs. C. Um, and she was you. Uh, oh, Richie, and she say something like that. And and I and a lot of people don't know this. That particular sitcom has had the most spinoffs of any other. It, it definitely had a lot, and, and I think a lot that people don't even realize because it it doesn't seem directly tied. All in the family had three spinoffs. Maud. Okay. The Jeffersons, and Archie Bunker's place, which was the one that continued on after All in the Family. That must have been pretty short-lived. Ended, yeah. I think it was a season, maybe two. Okay. But Happy Days ended up spawning Laverne and Shirley, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Joni loves Chachi, obviously. That's right. But the one people forget, Mork and Mindy, because Mork mm-hmm. got his start on Happy Days. He was a, he appeared as a guest on that show, and yeah. it was kind of and and that's one of those spinoffs you couldn't necessarily make the connection unless you happen to see the show because they're really yeah. like what has an alien in an egg who's uh, what does that have to do with Fonz and Happy Days nothing but so yeah I would, I would say Mrs. C from Happy Days without right. doubt was, was one of mine so we'll, we'll draft Mrs. C up there we'll move on to you now I'm gonna go with um, Claire Huxtable ooh from, from the, the Cosby, Cosby show, show. Um, you know Bill's transgressions aside I'm gonna focus on on uh on Felicia Rashad here, but uh, yeah, Claire. I just pictured Bill making these weird faces, thinking about all the rapes he's committed. <laughs> Brought to you by Claire. Thinking about his special barbecue sauce. So, so Claire, Claire Huxtable, you so would Claire, have. So Claire, Claire, because she was again, she was strong enough presence to keep Doctor Huxtable in check. You know, she was always the one to lay down. Wasn't the hand. she a lawyer? I think she was a lawyer. He was a doctor. She was a lawyer. And so it's a real black family, is what you're saying. Yes. It's not like and, um, all, all black people. Mom's a lawyer. Dad's a doctor. Um, that was when I when I talked to my African American friends. That was their biggest issue. At least the ones I've talked to. Uh, to say that I had a cross section of talking to a thousand African Americans and asking them questions about the Cosby Show and how it related to their real life, I didn't. But the ones I did talk to said it just wasn't relatable. To, to, them. to them. Well, and I think, you know, that was probably Bill, because Bill Cosby was such like an elitist and such a, like a, you know, on his high horse kind of, so he probably, you know, he got his, his honorable, honorary doctorate from Temple, I think, so he insists that he's called Dr. Cosby. He probably wanted to play a doctor. I could see him pulling that shit. He's just like, especially knowing what I know about him and, and his character now, it, it just, it's kind of... This is going the wrong way here. Yeah. I'm supposed okay. to be focusing on the mom. But yeah, Claire Huxtable. You remember she wouldn't let him eat his sandwiches. She, you know, she would take away his hoagies and try to keep him healthy. And, and she laid down the hammer. Yeah. All right. I, I would. I would say Claire Huxtable is a, is certainly uh, one in the running. Um, here's one that uh, that I'm going to throw in. Oh. Oh, saw the look on your face there. 
Yeah. Got to think about it. It's one of his famous TV models, oh, yeah. Roseanne. It was a great show. There, there's, there's a. There, uh, the, there's, she was the star. Are you kidding me? That was the the whole show was just was her. That yeah. would be like the Cosby Show being called Claire. Honestly, or, just probably be this would probably be number one if you think about it because it was such a big hit for so long. She was literally in the title of the show, and then they brought it back, and it was a hit for two years uh, before she made some some comment about uh, a black person that. Uh, the cancel culture went crazy about. Yeah, she's gone a little cuckoo though. She's she's kind of gone right wing nutty. Yeah, hard uh, hard hard to believe that somebody like her would go cuckoo. <laughs> well, it sucks because if you think of the show, did you hear Dale Earnhardt got killed in a car crash? Huh? Who did? Yeah, who did? Yeah. Who the the crocodile hunter got killed by a wild animal, Paul? I know. Roseanne went kooky. These are these are things that <laughs> fall, fall in the category of did not surprise me. Well, the show, though, was like about those blue-collar kind of pulling yourself up and just with the tuck, the struggle. You can, you can say white trash. It's well, it was podcast. white trash. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, it was a show about white trash. No, there's no there's no denying that. And it was unashamed about it. That's what, and it, But it still tackled controversial issues like, you know... Um, gay things and things like Golden Girls would tackle stuff that was sensitive topics for the time but really impactful and, and it wasn't she wasn't afraid to do it there, 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 there were people that said it was really the first sitcom that showed a real struggling yeah. family but I would disagree not, not the first but they lived in an apartment right? Dude, they were the projects in, uh, in Chicago is where they were Good Times, I think, was really never given the credit that it deserves. It was a struggling African American family. Yeah. And and so when when I ever hear, ever I hear people say, "Oh, Roseanne was one of the most real sitcoms," no, I disagree. I think Good Times probably was a more realistic sitcom, especially for the time period. Right. And then Roseanne may have become kind of the white version of that. However, Roseanne was a stand-up comic. Florida Adams was not. Okay. Right. She was not a comedian. She was a real. She had that that sassy African American mama attitude that, right. that that has been stereotyped in so many sitcoms and movies uh, over the years. But yeah, uh, Florida. Um, yeah, that was uh, good times. I would say good times. But but Roseanne, I say, gotta be up there. Yep, definitely. I mean, like again, the the whole criteria. I think is is it is it a, is a name? You know, you know their name, their first name at least. Are they a presence on the show? Are they a main? part of the show and she is the vehicle that drives the show and it is family oriented she is clearly mom so she should probably be number one uh in that context um i'll throw out one how about uh, carol brady from the brady bunch here's the story of a lovely lady whether you love the show or not i thought it was pretty cheesy but the movies were so good. Though. The movies were funny. The movies were so because they kind of made fun of themselves and and just enough. It, it was like oh, that was the, the, both those movies were complete total. Uh, let's see how much fun we can make mm-hmm. of these of these instances. Um, Marsha gets hit by the football and breaks her nose, and the guy shows up at the door. So you still want to go out with me? Your nose is not what I'm after, Marsha. I mean, oh I my God, this is classic. Like, like just taking the Brady Bunch and, and putting that darker twist you always wanted to put on it, and, and always the and the and the double entendres yeah. between uh, Carol and Mike Brady, which is funny because you know playing yeah. off of the controversy and the gossip at the time. It's just they really handled that movie 
perfectly. Well, well, speaking of, he, he would say something like, well, I just can't seem to get a handle on it. She goes, well, I know something. I'd like to get a handle on Mr. Brady. Mm-hmm. And then they go down to the kitchen, and Sam's walking out of the Alice's room smoking a cigar going, yeah, I just had to bring a meat delivery to Alice. I mean, this is good stuff. This is great stuff. Just lighthearted incest. And, and by, again, by the way, the casting of those movies oh, it was, great. was incredible. Um, Shelley Long as playing Carol Brady was mm-hmm. was classic. Um, the girl who played Marsha, spot on. Yeah. Just, I mean, Christine Taylor? Yeah, she ended up marrying Ben, uh, ben, Stiller, ben Stiller, right? He, yeah. did, he did pretty well um, for us. That's the best thing he's ever did. Um, but, no, I just, and, and the girl who played Jan was, was great. And the kid who played Greg Brady was on a TV sitcom in which they did a uh, a dream sequence where he was Greg Brady, and that dream sequence on that sitcom spawned th- those movies. Somebody really? at somebody said, "Wait a second, we can recreate the set of the Brady Bunch. We got to do a movie." That's literally how the the movies even got their start. Wow, it was like a dream sequence from a sitcom. So um, before. When we start season four, I'm going to bring this back up. I'm going to get the the name of the guy, the name of the sitcom, and and do a little research on. That. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting tidbit because it it, it when it came out, it made sense because it was it was ripe for a retro. It had that retro appeal at the time. You know, it was like the late '90s, mid to late '90s when that first one came out. So the show was a good twenty plus years old. So it was, and the, and the second one, a very Brady sequel, mm-hmm. was the one about Carol's first husband supposedly coming it was like back, went missing or come back, come to find out. Remember. It wasn't her first husband. Her first husband was the professor on Gilligan's Island. If you remember, at the end. Yeah, I remember there was a twist at the end. Yeah, it was. It was. uh, Yeah, he was lost at sea. They never found him. He was the professor, just going out on a three-hour tour. So that was that that was was supposedly how they they tied that in, which I thought was what I thought was genius. That is funny. Again, they just kind of like little making fun of themselves, little digs, little little callbacks. They handled the movies great, so yeah. Carol, uh, Carol Brady gets gets a nod. I think she's pretty well known, pretty pretty big part of that family. I'm actually trying to find uh, if I can get this to work. Do you have anything you want to say to Philip before he hangs up? Yeah, will you ask him if he knows whether you can buy houses when it's not your turn? <laughs> One to Philip, and you buy houses when it. Can you buy houses when it's not your turn, or do you have to wait? <laughs> In Monopoly! Mama's family. Mama for Mama's family. Vicky, that was that Vicky Lawrence? Yep, Vicky Lawrence, yep. I, w- I would say Mama from Mama's family would, would, would have to be one I would fight for, because... That, Which, again, title character. That show, that show ran a crazy amount of seasons where a lot of people said they never saw any of it but yet it was really it had unbelievably high ratings maybe i'm just not asking the right people maybe but i always enjoyed it because of the spontaneity between tim conway and harvey corman you, you had the carol burnett show connection yeah. there and then again when people work so well together and, they, and dick van dyke was on it ken barry so many of those ones that uh, and carol burnett uh, just couldn't keep a straight face most of the time. Yeah. And they would purposely, Tim Conway would purposely just try to just completely mess people up. So, yeah, Mama's Mama from Mama's Family, yeah. Carol Burnett, uh, Carol uh, Brady, I think for sure, Roseanne, for sure. There's one one I'd like to throw out that Please I haven't do. yet. Estelle Getty, uh, 
from Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Sophia. 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 She's yeah. kind of the mom. Well, she's Dorothy's mom, but but she's a she's a strong presence in that show. We're really sort of a big comic relief. In real life, you realize that she was like, I think she was a, a year a, among the youngest, a year older, I think. So he play, she played her mom, and she was a, a year older. Right. So it was really strange, and I think she might have been the first to pass away uh, of all of them, which which really sucks because she was such a great great character actress and perfect for that role you know she she even had the mannerisms of, of an older lady the, down the, the play the play between her and rose and betty white yeah i mean she just abused just, her that was classic it was hilarious and and they were brilliant because they knew an old lady could get away with being mean just mean and sarcastic it didn't even it, i mean it was always funny and, and punchy but it didn't even have to be because here's this old lady being a bitch to Rose and half the time it goes over her head so the innocence of Betty, you know, Betty White's phenomenal so what a great, great cast period, but she was kind of like the mom, even though Blanche did have a, a son they, you know, there were other kids I think mentioned but she was sort of the mom that was always around in, in that house Right. What about uh, Mrs. Cleaver? Mrs. Cleaver, June Cleaver Yep. Know her first name. You gotta love her. You know, one of the original wholesome sitcom moms. Vacuuming, wearing pearls. Yeah, like vacuuming always, the house. Always dressed to the nines, yep. keeping the place spotless. Got got hot food on the table. Yeah, you'd have the ultimate housewife, fifties mom. Oh, hello, Eddie. Good afternoon, Mrs. Cleaver. Don't you look lovely today? You know, mm-hmm. and She's uh, so innocent. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved her because later on she played the movie Airplane. That's right. And, and the, the two black guys were struggling because they'd eaten the she bad was the food. jazz trend. And, 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 and the, the he, jive he's, he's trend. Like, oh, man, I'm jacking me up. And she goes, excuse me, stewardess, I speak jive. He says he's in a lot of pain and wants to know if you can help him. Okay, let him know that we're, we're going to see what we can do, and I'll be back in just a moment. Okay, Jack, just cool back. She's going to help you on the rebound on the med side. <laughs> the mama didn't run no dummy. I dug her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. Jive turkey don't want no help. Jive turkey don't get no help. Mm-hmm. You gotta love man here and here and here and Mrs. Cleaver. Oh, she was great, and she played it so perfectly too. Just just like played it seriously, didn't didn't uh, didn't kind of overdo it. Just was legitimately wanted to be this jive translator for these Absolutely. two. Absolutely, <laughs> it was great. What a great film. Okay, TV sitcom moms. Uh, they're, they're How been... about uh, Morticia Adams? Oh my gosh, yes. There's one that. Uh, that kind of flew under the radar from the from the Adams family. She, yeah. she was she would be a, an important mom. She didn't have a lot of maternal instincts. Definitely not. So I, she I, wasn't I, like a motherly mom. Yeah, I, I would think of uh, Mrs. Munster being more motherly. Yeah, she, I think she, she had would, more of a nurturing. She time. she would at least make you know lunch. You yeah. know, Morticia was always out cutting the uh, tops off the roses. And look at who point. look at who Mrs. Munster married. You know, she's like. Uh, well, I gotta fix him somehow. He's got these poor guy with his bolts sticking out of his neck. So and the hot blonde on Munsters, she was adopted. She had to have been probably. Right? Yeah, I, I, I can't think of her name or Barbara or something like that. Just didn't make sense. Yeah, there's all this darkness, all this evil, evil. It amazes me the number of people that get the Munsters and the Adams family totally confused. And meanwhile, Munsters was like, wasn't it like kind of a ripoff? Mm-hmm. Sort of like ah, the Adams family was a hit. Let's let's do enough. Let's do our monster type. Let's film. let's let's make something even more campy. <laughs> Basically, I mean, maybe if that's possible. <laughs> Certainly, that intro is about as campy as could be. And and uh, some people could say you know Edith Bunker <clears throat> as 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 a mom, um, but she you know Gloria was already grown up by that point. Right. 
And and the show the star of the show was Archie. Archie for sure. It, 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 it could have been called Archie Bunker and the Meathead. Archie's Archie the bigot. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Archie the asshole. <laughs> yeah, da- or the, you know, he always referred to her more as Dingbat than than Edith. For I, I know. What a, what a what a lovely he was a psychological abuser. But he was one and, of the great and, and if you think about a lot of sitcoms that have a a family, uh, I guess motif or a family theme. There's, there. It seems like with a lot of sitcoms, they they try to stray away from that. They wanted to show a weirder scene than a so-called normal scene because it's easier to write for weird comedy than it is normal comedy. You would agree with Pro- that? Probably. You? Give, you know, if you give yourself a, a, a an odd situation, you can start. If you're sitting at the writer's table or posting up ideas, you can throw. All right, what are some things that could happen? What would we say in this situation? It's like almost like a starting like, off. Like my, my two dads whole concept of that was right. you know two dads and it was so and, foreign then and, too. and different strokes you know right. uh, mr drummond there was no woman and he, and he in there right no, sing that's true that is yeah. a, that was a wild premise a single older man adopts a a two young black brothers and this and uh now dana plato was his daughter his daughter yeah so he had his actual daughter and then he adopted willis and and um yeah and gary coleman <laughs> i can't think of his Arnold, Arnold yeah. Jackson. So what, 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 what's surprising about that is if that was you know filmed today, everybody would be going crazy about saying he's adopting you know black kids just because they're black and all this. And like oh, and they're trying to fit in everybody. But you're right, that was kind of at way ahead of its time, and no one, I never thought anything of it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would, I watched that show in syndication a lot. It happened to come on in the afternoon after school. Uh, a lot, and so I never but, thought anything but, but of it. There, there hasn't been as many sitcoms um, about just a plain normal family. There hasn't been really that many. No, I don't. I don't think they find that there's anything interesting to do. They need something to. You know, I'd say Good Times would be a good example of one that was would have been considered normal. Roseanne would have been a good one, that, but the Brady Bunch, six kids, three boys, right. three girls. That's odd. wild premise there. That's definitely odd, and uh, and Mike Brady was not that great of an architect. You know why? They had one bathroom for six kids to share. If there's ever an example of this is fiction, it's the Brady house. Yes, and uh, Alice had to sleep downstairs in the laundry room. I I was I know they like made her like <laughs> like this slave. They just treat yeah. here sleep on the ironing board, Alice. Yeah, yeah here's yeah. a blanket. Here, here's two here's two ironing boards because you're kind of big. <laughs> yeah, eat the kibble and like it. You know, didn't didn't give Alice like the den. You're telling me with that house there was no extra rooms? Basement, for Christ's sake. There's got to be a little room in the basement. I think uh, Greg ruined the basement when he put too much uh, <laughs> detergent in the washing Maybe machine. Maybe that's and what it, it was. Float or something. So, so no, the, the movies for the Brady Bunch were, were extremely excellent. Very well cast. Because they, they crammed at least 20 episodes into yeah. an hour and 50 minutes. All the memorable moments over the years from the show, they were able to sort of find ways to and jam And of course, the sexual fun. tension between Greg and Marsha was just palpable. Right. It was so awesome. Yeah. He, did it. he goes, Marsha, and you hear her, that, her voice go, yes, Greg. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was very silly. didn't take itself seriously. Who uh, played, I'm trying to think of who played the, the guidance counselor in those movies. RuPaul, he did. RuPaul he was the guidance was counselor. The guidance counselor wow. Who gave Jan 
the idea to let herself go. Okay. She put the big Afro wig on, and oh my god, it was hilarious. Wow. I'll, now I have to go back and watch and see. I mean, Rue's been around a while. Because, because RuPaul's daughters show up, and there's one, there's a, a, a black version of Jan and a black version of Marsha, and the black version of Jan gets so upset. She goes, she goes, Mom, you always take Moesha's side. Moesha, Moesha, right. Moesha. See, you're starting some rumors. Yes. Yeah. Moesha, Moesha. And they do, like, yeah, they do the Marsha little, the, the joke of Marsha. And Davy Jones was in the uh, was in the I think the first one, I think, might have been the first one or the second one. Yes. And he shows up at, at the at the prom to to perform, and, and 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 none of the kids like him, but all the mobs are up there in front. Of, all the teachers and moms yeah. are up front of the stage. Great movie. Yeah, it really was. All right, so sitcom moms as our uh, as our toast to uh, to mothers on uh, on Mother's Day. Um, and now we'll kind of wrap up uh, what season three has been like. Uh, season three has been, um, to me, um, refreshing because we really haven't been inundated with the stupidity that was president number 45. Yeah, We didn't have to really. I, I think the first couple of seasons, you couldn't not talk about it because it was always in the news there was always something in the news so it, it was it, at the time it was very current and things we needed to at least get off our chest and and make sure we're not crazy here and it's been so relaxing being able to open up with something lighter yeah than the dark the lighter side and, of dark. and that's so yeah, yeah it has been we this uh, this segment uh season three excuse me not this segment the segment's only 30 minutes long the uh, season has been, uh, you know, watching Joe Biden kind of uh, find his footing. Yeah. And I think he's done well. We've got over 140 million Americans who have the uh, uh, vaccine now. They're, they're yep. estimating. He said 100 million within 100 days, and he's well ahead. I got my, I'm getting my be. second dose tomorrow morning. Yep. I'm ready. And, um, uh, but I'll tell you, it's just, I have missed doing real Don or fake Don. I always enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> That was always fun because we, we we struggled just trying to figure out what made this guy tick. And you could very rarely guess real Don and fake Don. I could very rarely guess real Don and fake Don. Um, and, and I think any of our guests couldn't. I know. I think part of it is because he is just a fake. Like everything is, he says, has a, there's always an agenda or, or, or a self-motivation behind it. Well, or you catch yourself going, yeah, he could say this. That's what I mean, is he'll say, which, whichever way the wind blows, he'll say that thing to, to get the reaction he's looking for. He'll hold up a Bible for the Christians. He'll, he'll, he'll say that I love you know, this to appeal to this group. And, it, it's, and he'll, change his, he'll say contradictory things in two or three sentences. And, and his followers, the ones that are still just like hanging on his every word, really, they just kind of would lap it up and and just were blind to it but it's you know that's why it's hard to he doesn't really have there's no anchor there he doesn't have a yeah a soul season, season one and two were uh, a lot about him and now um it's refreshing to to be able to to be more on the lighter side i think we've talked about that be, definitely be more on the lighter i mean there's certain things you know like the, the derek chauvin that that's that was a big story from a, a week or two ago that that we touched on but that's important to you know these are these are the things that define what's going on right now. So, and we, uh, you know, the systematic racism and stuff that still is going on in the country. Talking about it is one thing, but hopefully the George Floyd uh, Policing Act will pass, 
and and that will be at least a step in the right direction. Let's hope for it's a catalyst. Lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I genuinely hope so it's, because I'm. You'll I'm, never change I'm over the culture it. overnight, and and everyone knows that. You know, one rule isn't going to switch everything. It's not going to dissolve the police union. But one rule could start the process of creating other rules and other there rules. There was a Facebook video that I saw yesterday that I wanted to share with you. I didn't know if you had seen it. Um, a, a guy who had a dash cam in his car mm -hmm. was pulled over for speeding. And the dash cam was recording on the inside of the car. Mm -hmm. Now, he just hit a button. It was recording the inside. So the officer walks up to the passenger side. He rolls the window down about eight inches. And the officer says, uh, uh, would you please roll your window down? He goes, I did, sir. I can hear you just fine. And he goes, you want to know why I pulled you over? He goes, yes. He goes, I, I clocked you doing 75. Uh, you know, the guy says, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to admit to anything. And he goes, I got a dash cam here that records my speed. So I don't believe I was speeding at all. So for 10 minutes, 10 minutes with the window down, the officer keeps asking him to roll the window down. He goes, no, I'm, I'm a half window down kind of guy. That's what he says to the cop. He goes, I'm a half. I can hear you. because I'm not being argumentative. I rolled the window down, like you said. I'm not rolling it down completely. I don't feel comfortable. Interesting. So now this argument went on between this white officer and this white driver for 10 minutes. Finally, the cop gives him the ticket. And the whole point of the video is to show that this guy never admitted that he was speeding, had the dash cam footage to show that he wasn't, knew that he was going to go to court, never admitted anything. Flip that script. It's a black driver acting that way. What do you think would have happened? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he would have been arrested on the spot for resisting I, arrest. I believe for, for not following orders. three other cop cars would have pulled up, mm -hmm. and tasers would have been pulled, if not guns. Absolutely. And they would have said that he if was there resisting was any kind of he defiance. was failing to roll his window down. Right. Definitely. It's, it's, and that's part of the culture problem that is, is happening right now, is that sort of bias and that preconception that this one's dangerous because he's darker than mm -hmm. the others. It's, it's insane to me that there that's was the another, There was another video uh, that was shared uh, on, it might have been the Drudge Report, I believe. Um, not a place where I typically get a lot of my news, mm -hmm. but there have been some uh, earth-shattering stuff that have come from the Drudge sure. Report. There was an uh, internal affairs investigation in, I believe it was either Montana or Wyoming. I'm going to say Wyoming because it's a, a, a state where this particular police officer had many, had multiple complaints uh, by uh, black and Hispanic people of the way he treated them mm -hmm. during routine traffic stops and so on. Yeah. Um, also, he was admonished on several occasions for drawing his weapon when it was unnecessary, just overly as, antagonistic. as deemed by the his own police force. Yes. Well, they uh, when they started doing body cam, uh, mandatory body cams, they did an internal affairs investigation on this officer. And strangely enough, he was Caucasian. So they decided to pull all of his footage and, and spend the hours and mm -hmm. hours and hours. The, the report that I saw the video clips that they had edited and put together. Now, it's edited and put together. Some people say, well, it's censored because they're not showing everything. No, there's a difference between censorship and editing. I don't want to watch eight hours if I can see it in 80 seconds. Right, just cut to the to the meat of it. And they used, they used 10 different traffic stops okay. in exactly the same area of highway, meaning there's your control group. It's exactly the same area. He parked in the same area, and this is where he would catch. Yeah, you can't say this is a different part of town. You can't all say day, any of that all day long. Out of ten, they used ten in this in this uh, the video footage. 
ten of them. Seven were white, three were black. I guess he wrote three tickets, huh? Um, actually, he, he, <laughs> he, he, wrote, he wrote six tickets, okay. three for the, for the black drivers, and three out of the seven for the white okay. drivers. But it showed him approaching the vehicle and uh, walking up, and the window went down, and he steps up to the side and stepped away from the vehicle, so he's facing his chest as gotcha. parallel to the driver's door. Hello, sir. Um, I can I have your driver's license and registration, please? The guy says, what's the problem? He goes, just give me your driver's license and registration. And so he goes, um, uh, do you have any idea how fast you're going? The guy said, no. And he goes, well, I, uh, I clocked you doing 71 and a 60, so uh, uh, I'll be back to my car, and I'll be back with you in a moment. So he goes back. Goes back. Decides to give the guy a warning, sends him on his way. Similar instance with the next driver. Uh, the, the next one was starting to get a little bit snotty with him, so he wrote him a ticket, and so on. But the, the three videos where he's approaching the vehicle and there's a noticeable change in his body language that you can see within the camera. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You can tell he becomes very standoffish. As mm-hmm. soon as he realized that the driver was black, he immediately walked more towards the front of the vehicle where his chest would have been facing the chest of the driver as opposed to his chest facing right, right. the shoulder. Yep. And and repeatedly said no sudden movements no sudden movements keep your hands where i can see right. them tell me what you're doing with your hands treating before like, you do it yeah, treating them like a threat and it was this this was this would have been the perfect example to show people what's involved with that kind of systemic racism right. within police departments here's your control group it's 10 you can always work with the number of 10. Percentages are really easy. 30% yeah. were black. All 100% of them got tickets, but they were handled differently. Right. And a couple times you see him, you, you can actually see his body shake when he puts his hand on his side where his gun is. You can, you can physically see the camera shake a little bit. It's just, it's incredible, the, the, that innate fear. Now, yeah. this particular officer was immediately removed from traffic duty and given a desk job if he wanted to remain within that police force or he would they said this is this is a ticking time bomb was how they described and they said we looked at hundreds of traffic stops and these are the 10 that clearly showed uh, a, a difference. He goes, we can show you all of them if you want to, if you've got that much time. Right. But the, the here's investi- a sample. The and investigation was really, really in depth, and that's what I'm hoping that the the George Floyd policing yes. laws will change. Absolutely. If you are a bad cop, it needs to be known. Yeah. There's, dude, there's a sex offender regist- registry for people who are sex offenders. Yeah. There isn't. I've noticed there isn't for theft. There isn't for murder. There isn't a murder registry. Right. It's just that. But they say they, they use that for law enforcement. Well, let law enforcement put that out there so citizens can see where the bad cops are. Right. Makes sense to me. Oh, absolutely. The, the accountability, uh, it, the, the body cams were, were a good start. Now we need to find ways to make sure that they don't control their own footage and how it gets released. No, we need to have access to the one, 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 of the, one of the officers that was attacked at the January 6th uh, uh, insurrection mm-hmm. in Washington, they haven't released his body cam footage. He was on Don Lemon last night saying, release it, please. I want people to see right. how I felt. I felt like I was going to be murdered. I was going to be killed. I was never going to see my family right. ever again. 
and the government refuses to release the footage. The gub met. Hmm. That's not sure what to make of that, really. Maybe they just don't want to cause panic or, or I you know, they I just want know, to... Man. It's like they're trying to really keep things quiet. My hope is that they're working, that the wheels of justice are turning behind the scenes because I haven't heard a peep. You know, because supposedly, according to a lot of right-wingers, oh, they were all shaking hands with the cops and the cops oh, were working God. with them and all that stuff. Not from what I've seen. No, there were maybe a couple of sympathizers, I'm sure, but most of them were probably afraid they were going to get trampled to death. Well, next, uh, next season will be season four. Um, we will be back, I think, on our anniversary date of June... The, let's look at the calendar over there. June the 2nd will be, um, June 4th was the date of our first uh, podcast last wow. year. And so we'll, we'll go ahead and do our one-year official anniversary uh, podcast. We'll be back on uh, June 2nd. If you're looking, um, if you've only been listening to the recent podcasts, go back and listen to uh, season one and two uh, and tell us what you think. Uh, Paul's going to tell you how to reach us. Go to... Uh just go to our website, www.lightersideofdark.com. Just like it sounds, it's all one word, lightersideofdark.com. If you've got Facebook, you can Google or, or Google. Just type in LSD podcast, and you should be able to find us uh, through that search. If you end up on one about uh, drugs, it's not us. Not us. Not, not, an L, not If it says something about uh, hallucinogenics, then don't <laughs> click on that one. But uh, lightersideofdark. Com. You can you can reach us there. You can email us. Tell us to go to hell. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> listener, uh, listener at lightersideofdark.com. But um, Paul, it's been a pleasure working with me. It really has. And it is hard to believe season three is now a wrap. In the books. All right, everybody. Enjoy uh, your month of May. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and, uh, and all that good stuff. So uh, I am Smith. I'm Solio. And we'll see you guys back for season four. Later. Lighter Side of the Dark podcast is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio, a weekly podcast recorded in the famed DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. Original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band called Utska. Announcer, Dave Anthony. Nothing in the podcast is meant to be taken seriously for entertainment purposes only. Written and produced by both Rob Smith and Paul Solio. Divisions of RSP Events and Entertainment and Solio Entertainment. Edited by Rob Smith. Written by Paul Solio. Hey everybody, Rob Smith here from the Lighter Side of Dark. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to listen to one of our podcasts. Don't be afraid to go back in the archives and start at the beginning. Season 1, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, but first of all, thanks for being a listener. We do appreciate it.